Hey everybody, welcome back to the Realty Brothers. And uh, but you know it's it's Matt as usual. But hey, guess what? We have so many more brothers, and uh, I'm super excited today <laughs> that uh, Brian is going to be joining us. Uh, Brian Atwood, hi. Hey, how's it going? So good. All right. So good. Well, uh, super good to uh, to have you on. And uh, I mean, I was going to say officially a realty brother, but you you've been a realty brother since like birth. birth. Right. That's kind of kind of the thing, right? Everyone that's how their it works when we're born. Right. In our family. There, yeah. There's a sure. choice. There's a choice. <laughs> no. Oh. You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. Hey, so, uh, you know, one thing that uh, we, we love to play is, uh, is our sponsored, not sponsored. As you know, mm. Realty mm-hmm. Brothers, our amazing podcast, is still not sponsored Go figure uh, by <laughs> anybody, but our lives are certainly sponsored. Oh, yes. Um, and so we uh, we like to just share the love and talk about what's sponsoring our lives, but not sponsoring our podcast. So uh, since you're uh, brand new to this, I'm just going to trial by fire, throw you right into it. Oh, perfect. Uh, you know, I had just a great morning. It kind of uh, came to me right away, you know, got up early uh, with my son got a nice cup of coffee, went and stood and looked outside and uh, decided I really just need to leave Minnesota. So uh, yeah, I've been spending the morning on uh, Delta's website uh, looking at options to to get out of this state that snows in October. It's October 14th. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't know if it is down there, but up here we're completely covered. I mean, it's a dusting probably, but still I'm dramatic about it. and I've been flying a lot lately, and I'm just like, man, I would love to just uh, to get out of here and go visit Florida again. Yeah, and so your your official sponsor is the snow. O- official? No, no, Delta Airlines. Delta. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, maybe. It's, yeah, it's it's pushing me to to travel. Um, but I would say Delta. So thank you, Delta, for uh, you know always being great and, and honestly, for whatever reason, not sponsoring us yet. Um, I'm clearly I mean, sponsoring you. They do but... keep calling, uh, and I'm like, no, I'm not sure we want to start that up. But oh, anyway, right, right, yeah. Um, I think on a previous episode, Delta was for sure one of my not sponsored sponsors because it's just it it truly is the best. It's mm-hmm. like I just don't even want to fly anything else. Um, that being said, I've never flown like um, Emirates. I hear mm, that's pretty right. fancy. It looks fancy. Isn't it ridiculous how excited you get about Delta things when you're um, actually on there versus when you're not? Yeah. You're like, you know, fly, you know, I have to I'll call everybody out. Um, I flew Allegiant recently just because perfect where we're going. It's quick, as easy, as cheap. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't get anything, right? You have to pay for everything. Choose your seat. You want your, your soda or whatever. You have to pay for it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I deserve right. that 50-cent can of soda, and I will pay anything to get it by going with Delta. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really add up, but still. Truly. Included. Yes. Do, you, do Why do you spend more than $100 extra per ticket? <laughs> Free soda. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. No, it's so great. Um, 
And, uh, you know, they give my kids like the little wings and they mm-hmm. just love that. They love mm-hmm. that. Um, Priceless. For sure. Um, so my not sponsored uh, this week, it's sponsoring my life, but it's not sponsoring the Realty Brothers podcast yet, um, <laughs> is, uh, is, is kind of a, a, a twofer, right? It's both uh, make, it's sponsoring my life for entertainment value, but also kind of makes me a little sad. Um, but I'm just going to throw it right out to uh, the city of Mankato. Like, why, why city of Mankato, Minnesota? What I celebrate this? Well, right outside my office window, I get to watch them tearing down the parking ramp at our, our building. And, uh, you know, it's an old ramp. It's kind of, it's kind of breaks my heart because grandpa built that ramp, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, breaks my heart to see it go. But, but, you know, I get to watch them taking it down and our, our whole office building shakes every single time they take a chunk down. And so that's, you know, way fun. Who doesn't want to, you know, feel the whole building shake. Um, But also they, uh, when they were pulling one particular wall down, it accidentally fell into a neighboring building and damaged their building, which is terrible, but um, still entertaining for all of us here pressed uh, with our faces pressed up against the glass. (laughs) For sure. So uh, it's just, I don't know why it's so entertaining for me to watch, uh, well, one, construction. I love watching construction, but also deconstruction. It's so entertaining to me. I even turned my computer around yesterday just so I could, like, look up every once in a while and watch them work. Right. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Do you remember uh, Gage Towers at Minnesota State? Oh, yes. When yes. they imploded those? Oh, mm-hmm. man, I was I was up there with... My phone in one hand, my DSLR camera in the other, and I was—I'm so fascinated by that stuff. There might be something to this, you know, some some secret love for just things being destroyed. <laughs> I, I'd recommend looking into it. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah, that's not exactly what I want to portray to everybody. But you know what? Oh, I like oh, to right. see things get built too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, hey, uh, we're we're here uh, because. Well, one, we haven't done an episode in a long time. So welcome to episode 58. Oh, nice. Uh, we haven't done one in a long time. Life has just been uh, a little crazy with the companies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things that has kept us extremely busy is, you know, we have the Century 21 Atwood. We, we have a Century 21 franchise, our real estate brokerage. Yep. And we have our investment group. We have a property management company. And because the Realty Brothers just love to never be bored mm-hmm. we decided let's start up a mortgage brokerage and brian has been oh captain my captain uh running that ship uh so why don't you just give us kind of a recap our audience what they've been wondering what have you guys been up to for yeah, these right. months that you've been off the air well brian why don't you fill them in yeah absolutely you know it's it was uh, one of those conversations we kept having on, on how long for years probably oh, was so was beer years. beer talk and and you know everything I'm like you know what <laughs> yeah. we should do I'm like no 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 wait should we no that's ridiculous no. well we did so yeah the last year finally just the way that uh, you know the century twenty agents century twenty one agents have just been doing incredible work and growing and growing uh, and we keep seeing there's there's a piece to that puzzle that is totally out of everyone's control right, um, right. you know you're gonna roll a die every time. Um, and and see what you get in terms of working with a, a bank or a retail lender or whatever and and it's just all over the place the way that different people operate when they're available um how quick they can be how much it costs it's it's 
truly all of it. It's similar to, to real estate too. You know, you have to look for that value and, and work with an agent that you can trust. That's really going to take care of your needs. And we're like, my goodness, such a huge piece. We have agents that are doing phenomenal work and working with Century 21. And, but when it comes to one of the more challenging parts of it is making sure this dang place can get financed. They're, they're in the dark, right? So Definitely. yeah. Yeah, it just got finally clicked. Um, it was a no-brainer. We keep chatting about it, all of us brothers, and said, like, you know, we really, really should do this and try and get a get a handle on it to provide that same level of service that we can do in other parts of this transaction um, here on the mortgage side, too, and help get the clients from A to Z quicker, easier, cheaper, with better contacts, more value. Um, so, yeah, we just launched. Uh, we announced it at the, uh, the Atwood Realty launch party earlier this year. I think that was in April, right? Yep. Um, uh, got hit the ground running right away. Um, officially, we're open, taking clients, everything in May, and uh, it's been it's been a busy summer, like you said. So uh, people very well received, really excited, some really interesting things, and and quite a few uh, deals saved, which has been the the shocking thing for me is to to really dive in and see this is what you were being offered. This is the experience you're having for these clients, and uh, yes, be able to yes. dive in and and save it has been just incredible so yeah we've got a uh, just about everything to offer and if we don't then we can find it and so it's just been a really great partnership so far between the companies kind of um, give that same atwood family value right that that they've experienced that agents have come to know and trust and clients as well and say so, you yeah. know what we can do better across the board um let's see how we can keep helping so hopefully no new company other new companies this year um, oh, no, no, I'd, I'd not like, in okay, 2022. No. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but the, I mean, you, you, you hit a really good point there. Um, I mean, we were talking earlier, like, you're just born into being a realty brother, right? And, and we were born into this industry. And our dad was born into the industry. And his dad was born into the industry. And his dad was born into, I mean, right, this, right. Our family's been exclusively real estate for 155 years straight since 1867. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, 1867 uh, started up Atwood Land and Loan, um, and it just kind of kept taking different formations and, and looking a little bit different generation to generation. Um, and so this, this partly was born out of that because one, we just don't sit still and we love serving people through real estate. Um, but also because, because our our agents are like our family mm -hmm. and their clients are like our family um and it's really tough like when i see my kid come home from school and he had a tough day that takes an emotional toll on me right sure, same for you right, right, right? right i mean right. It, it you don't want to see your kids hurt and so not that all the agents i mean most of the agents are older than i am but you know whatever uh, i can i can think of them like my family so when they come home back to the office and they say gosh this deal is falling apart and i'm i'm trying to do everything i can for these uh these clients of mine but uh i i don't know what to do and we kept hearing this over oh, yeah. and over again um especially in in the last few years where um, there was multiple offers and it's, it's like, if you didn't have everything ready to go, um, and if you didn't have a strong, uh, I almost said bank lender on your side, um, it, things were falling apart, right? We knew we had the best agents, but we, we know there was a whole piece of it that we were not able to help. I don't want to say control, right. but you know, kind of we're control freaks, but you know, help. Well, well yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, as you dug in more and we, we discussed it, 
going the mortgage brokerage route seemed like an obvious choice. So why don't you talk a little bit about what what the difference is there um, between like what's a bank, what's a lender, and then are we giving out our own money, Brian? Right. I guess I should have asked you that in April when you started this. Is that <laughs> uh, you didn't know? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Jenny's going to be mad at me. Yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah. And so we in that exploration of, of what could we possibly do, there's really everything on the table, right? Maybe we should just find some really good guy to come and do loans, right? Will that yeah. solve the problem? And, and no, it, it really wouldn't. Um, back to what you were saying, it's, it's shocking. Everyone knows that real estate's going to have surprises, right? There's going to be fun, th weird things that pop up and inspections, other challenges, title issues, whatever. Um, but that's not typically what, I, I mean, it, when those come up, agents do run to, to, to you or, or to the broker yeah. in the office or somebody and say, oh my gosh, what do we do with this? But I, I'd, I'd venture to go out and say, you know, 80% of the time, it's a lot of times coming down to issues with the lender. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily that it was their fault, right? But maybe they just didn't do their job soon enough um, to really discover those things when it when it should have been discovered. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people will go out and say like, oh yeah, you know, here's this, you can basically go on Google these days and have a pre-approval letter in seconds. Just be like, oh, just Google pre-approval letter and I've got one. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so right. um, what we want is people that can actually buy houses and avoid these issues. So. Anyway, on a tangent here, um, going back to when exploring all of our options and what we can do um, in terms of partnership or finding somebody or, or whatever it could be and deciding this, like, you know what? No, we want that control. We want options. What do we want to offer to our clients um, and have available for realtors in terms of tools and speed and pricing and everything? And it just came down to being a brokerage is, is going to be that right option that gives us everything. So what is that, right? Um, being a brokerage, a great thing is we're kind of working as the middleman, right? We are not table funding. That means, no, it's not coming out of our pockets, um, but it's we're helping negotiate on clients' behalf. And we the great part of that is we don't charge the clients anything, right? We get paid from lenders um, to help them sell their loans. And, and the, right. a lot of people will start thinking like, oh, well, then there's a middleman. There's an extra fee. It's going to cost more. It would be better to go directly to the bank, right? No, it's typically not. Their margins are thicker. They cost a lot more. Um, they're slower. They have extra fees. Um, everyone we work with is what's called a wholesaler, right? They're not going out directly saying like, hey, client who wants a loan. They're looking for people like brokers to go out and help negotiate if it's the right situation. They all know that we work with a bunch of different lenders, and that's the big thing. We're not one bank. We don't have one option. As a broker, we are currently partnered with nine different lenders, and if we need more, we'll get more. Um, but that gives at least nine different options. So when people say, hey, client, you should shop around, you went to big bank A or retail lender B, they're just going to say, it's not even an option. They're just saying, this is our offer. This is what we have. This is the one thing we can do for you. Take it or leave it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll, go, I'll go find somebody else's one option and then compare them. When, when we talk to a client, it's immediately, we, I might not, you know, I'm not going to bombard everybody with here's a ton of op options figured out. Uh, it's too much. We're going to whittle it down and, and help them get to that solution. But from day one, we get that application. We're looking at at least nine different lenders who have hundreds of different loan programs and every rate available. So right. it, it's figuring out what is going to be right for that client, not what's right for the bank or the lender, right? Um, when they're just going to say, well, this is the loan that the bank wants to do. 
well, we don't really care what the bank wants to do, right? I want to figure out what's going to be the best fit for that client. Right. Um, and if and if one of our lenders is, is like, here's got a good offering, but it's not going to be the right solution, well, then we're not going to do it. We're going to be getting them set up with exactly the loan they want that's going to fit their situation and their goals for the next several years um, to make sure that it's it's the best case for them. Um, so no, we're not a bank. We're not losing our own money. We're not a big retail lender. Um, we're shopping for the clients and in doing so we can be considerably cheaper and considerably faster across the board. Right. And it, the the best analogy that I, I kind of could come up with, and I, people think I make analogies so that I can help them understand, but really I do it so I can understand. Sure. <laughs> I draw parallels. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this is kind of like, um, but anyway, um, I, I was saying like, the, the vast majority of public doesn't go to walk up to a builder and say, hi, I want house, please. Mm -hmm. Right They're They, they know that that builder, I mean, unless they very specifically want that one, you know, or that group or styling of homes that that builder does, but, um, they know like the, the vast majority are out there transacting, uh, residential real estate every day. They go to a, what a broker. Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, can you help me find the best home that's going to fit my needs? Right. Right. And so, um, you know, similarly, you go to uh, a bank and you say, hi, I want loan. Yep. Right. And, and yet and yet they're going to say, OK, this is what we created versus a mortgage broker who you go to a broker to say, hey, help me find the best one out there that'll fit my needs. Right. Um, and so it's it's uh, it's very similar. And it's a it's an interesting language that we have to, you know, continue to educate people on. It is, um, yeah. And I'll be honest, sometimes people even they'll call our Century 21 Atwood office and say, hey, um, uh, can you show me the homes that you have listed? And mm -hmm. then they'll call the next brokerage and say, can you show me the homes you have listed? It's like, you know, we can actually show you all the right. do all of this. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. So, you know, just continuing to help uh, lead people down that path. But at the at the very root of it all, um, we are we are through and through real estate services, but we're re through and through brokerages. Right? right. We have a property management brokerage. We don't own all these properties. We we help people that are kind of like your wholesale lenders or your sellers. Sure. Right. Who have something to give and we help line up the people who need so renters home buyers borrowers um so we 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 basically build relationships between those who have to give and those who need to receive um and uh, and that's what we love to do that is so deeply rooted in our dna um and uh so starting up a our our atwood mortgage i guess we didn't say that did we say the name of it yet it's i think so We'll figure it's, you know, Atwood Mortgage. We're, <laughs> yep, we're really yep. clever in our naming uh, scheme. But um, so Atwood Mortgage uh, joins Atwood Management, Atwood Realty, which is formerly known as Century 21 Atwood uh, with the franchise and uh, a smattering of other little holdings companies and things. But Atwood Mortgage uh, is is a brokerage. And that's why we decided to go that route. Uh, right. Also, because we don't have money to give. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe someday. Um, Maybe. But yeah, to your point, too, it's just that there is no one size fits all option. Okay. When it comes to a house, when it comes to a loan, when it comes to rental, anything, there's no one size fits all option. And that's what you get when you are going to a bank or the typical retail lender right. is that is their option. Um, and, and it's unfair because, you know, 
are there clients that a bank or retail lender was a perfect fit for? I'd still say no, but let's say sure. You know, it's like they certainly could have done a great job, but your friend, your family member, whoever is not you. It's not the exact same situation. You're going right. to have different credit. You're going to have different liabilities. You're going to have different goals. And, you know, I, of, of all the lenders we have, they each have their own niche. And just because one does great for some of my clients, they're not going to do great for the other ones. And that's, you know, this goes back to the heart of being a brokerage. We're going to find that solution for that specific person and end up being able to, again, be faster and cheaper and easier for them because we found what's going to fit them. Some aren't going to have an option at a bank. We have more wide array of, of products that are available um, from fantastic credit scores to not so fantastic credit scores um, every, and everything in between. So it's just about, again, options. Options is in the heart and soul of, of the brokerage and finding that solution because at the end of the day to us, it doesn't matter, right? The bank right. wants to give you that loan because they have their specific margin on it. They want to uh, build a certain portfolio. We don't care. I don't care what the what, what product or what lender we go with other than the one that's going to be right for that client. So, yeah, Amen. it's just the heart of sore is just options. We find that solution, have that discussion, and then go from there and still be able to give all the other great customer service that we've always been able to do. Absolutely. I love it. Hey, we're going to we're going to take a quick break from talking mortgage and then I have a couple other questions for you about mortgage and I'm going to share with you the thing that really oddly gets my blood boiling about mortgage. Uh-oh. Uh but before we do, I've got a fun game for you. Awesome. Okay. This is one of my favorite segments of our podcast. Are you ready for this? I hope so. Okay, here we go. This is weird news that make you go, what? Hmm. How do you like that? Was that a cool? It. Yeah. Um, of I would say of the one time I've heard you do that, it's not my favorite. There's, oh. there's probably a better one. I don't know what it would be. Okay. Well, <laughs> I try to change it every time. Nice. I love oh, it. It's, anyway. Okay. So what I do in this fun game is I read headlines of just weird news, just weird news headlines. And, uh, and they kind of make you go, what? But I want your reaction. Okay. okay. And here's what, <laughs> here's what Michael did to me every single episode. He's like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know, Michael. I just read the headline. <laughs> well, what happened then? I don't know, Michael. I just read the headline. So, um, so this time, uh, I'm just going to get your honest reaction on some of my favorite headlines, uh, from the last couple of weeks. Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. All right. All right. The uh, South Carolina man says witches commanded him to toss dog over bridge. That's sad. It is sad. It kind of makes me go, wah. Yeah. Uh, but but here's here's what I think is interesting. It's South Carolina. That's like not far from North Carolina, True. which is not real far from other states. And then that all then eventually touch Massachusetts, which is where the witches are from. So, okay, mm. just leaving it there. <laughs> that was a stretch. Okay. All right. Next one. Giant 2,554 pound pumpkin breaks Whoa. New York, U.S. and North American record as heaviest pumpkin. Can you fathom this? 
2,554 pounds. So you can make so many pies with that. Oh, like wow. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I love a good pumpkin pie. I love me some pumpkin pie. But do you think that there's some weird like growth hormone genetic alteration stuff going on? I hadn't considered that. I, I don't really know how to react to that. That's just just odd. Or I should say, what? Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hey, you know what's kind of fun? This is this is still sad, but also like it. I I I kid you not. I I don't like purposefully go look for these, but every single week that I pull it up, one of the top ten starts with the word Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm not. You know, I don't want to offend any Floridians. Uh, but there's I think they always know. at least I think one. They know. <laughs> um, so a Florida woman uh, stabbed her sister for flirting with her boyfriend. Like just straight, straight up, like I'm gonna put a knife in you. Hmm. Like what? For flirting? Not even like you know. Anyway. Uh, New York Green Goblin subway assault. The suspect was like arrested. The, the, the Green Goblin? The Green Goblin guy dressed up as the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. Like, do you think, oh, okay, like a costume, not like Willem Dafoe. That would be crazy, <laughs> no, it right? Was, it was him. It was him. He, oh, I mean, goodness. would you be shocked if it was him? I don't know that I would. Like, he, <laughs> he creased me out. I mean, he's fantastic. Maybe that's the whole thing. He's, just, he's, he's fantastic, but scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I did do a little bit of digging, but I found one. I, I try to find one in the list of like 50 to see if Minnesota ever pops up, you know, our home, our home state. And I did find one train engineer in Minnesota bites the hand of an attacker who told him to speed up. How, can you even <laughs> access the, the train engine? I don't know. I'm like, like, how did you even get up there? There's so or much, is he, or is he just walking through the the lobby or something? <laughs> yeah, I, there's so much to unpack here. Right. Like, okay, you attacked, you bit the hand of an attacker, attacker, who told you to speed up. What was going? Like, there's, I have so many questions, but I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, all right. That was weird news. That is weird news. <laughs> okay, now let me share with you one of my bigger pet peeves about mortgage. Oh boy, you ready? It right. drives me nuts because, you know, I'm kind of a stickler for like language. I feel like we have language for a reason. And, um, and, and it bothers me when people just don't use it the right way. Okay. Okay. So these two kind of go hand in hand, but you know, 99.999% of people say they're uh, they they post on Facebook or they're telling you like, oh, we're looking for a house or I, I bought a house. Right. But nobody ever really says like, hey, I bought I bought land and its improvements. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because really, in all things, for the most part, real estate, you're buying land and its improvements. Um, and we don't need to get into condos and all that stuff that. But you know what? You're buying the block of air rights over a shared group of land anyway. Um, but uh, so with that, then they say. Well, I mean, I bought it, but the bank owns it. Right. Okay. 
and then they and then they follow it up with because I went and got a mortgage. No, you did not go get a mortgage. The bank didn't give you a mortgage. The you didn't you didn't buy a house but the bank owns it. You own the house and you gave the bank or the lender the mortgage. They gave you a loan. Right. It's like Go back to Monopoly, y'all. You gave <laughs> right. the bank the mortgage, <laughs> and they gave you what? Money that you have to pay back, a.k.a. Right. a loan. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. This is one of those things that every time I hear it, I just cringe a little bit. Right. It's just a it, – and it's funny. You talked about this. I was just listening to a podcast the other day about other mortgage things. I've, I've really just become a, a total finance nerd, I guess. Nerd. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's funny. If you look at the um, – the original, you know, breakdown what the word mortgage means, right? Um, mortgage is two different old time words, um, mort and gidge. Um, so mort actually means you might know it in a lot of language or similar to. Uh, do you know what mort death means? Mortality. Death. death. Yep. Yeah. So and then gidge is a pledge. So historically you were making a death pledge to get that loan for your property. So it's, um, hmm. no, they don't own the house. They just own you. Right. right, right? <laughs> Until you die. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's funny that we keep using that works. I'm like, oh, I, I need a death pledge, please. Um, yeah. like, oh, great. Of course. Uh, but, but you're right, right? It's, it's the home is collateral. No, they do not own it. It's, it's, it's your house. You have all the rights to it. Yep. But somebody gave you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you mess that up, then they want something so they can take the house that doesn't mean they own it right they get to death you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's that's right it's it's a commonly said thing it's like oh you don't own your house because because you have a mortgage um Mm. like no that's not accurate at all no the best uh the best uh thing that i ever saw because i'm a very visual person i'm a i'm a i'm an analogy person right but um somebody talking about the bundle of rights of a property and they held up like a whole bundle of uh pencils and they just talked about, like, you have all these rights that come with your land, right? Mm-hmm. Your land has rights. And one of the rights is the right to mortgage the property, right? right. So that's in yep. your bundle. You're handing over the mortgage stick from your – or the mortgage pencil <laughs> from this analogy. You're handing that over to the bank, and they're going to hang on to that pencil for a little while. But you still have all the other pencils. Right. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now I have the tough question. Okay. Ready for this? And if, if it goes silent, I'll, I'll know that you just left the call. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, okay. Interest rates. Oh. Yeah, how's it going? So we, we yeah, like we said, we, we, we officially announced in April, hey, we have a mortgage brokerage. And boy, things have off, been off to an amazing start. Uh, mm-hmm. Not because we've we've had a bunch of business necessarily, but because we've had a bunch of business where we saved the deal, right? And we're like, right. yes, and w- things are going great. And we started up this new company, and 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 then the interest rates went up, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So, um, Brian, you did not call me one day and say, okay, well, uh, it's up to seven percent, so I quit. You right. said. Great. And and this is kind of going back to 
I'll eventually let you talk. Okay. <laughs> kind of going back to one thing our dad said to us all the time, and I think about it all the time. He he said, I mean, obviously we didn't have a mortgage business then because we just started it, but um, but in the real estate business, property management business, whatever, he was saying, never make excuses for the market. Just be responsive to it. Right? Right. We can't control what the market does, but we can be responsive to what the market does. So now I'll hand it over to you. How is Brian Atwood Mortgage uh, being responsive to this new interest rate world? And what does it look like? And what are your predictions for the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you're saying, it's, it's, it's always about being responsive. And that's just, again, goes back to the history of just all real estate transactions, right? The mortgage is always crazy. Rates were fantastic historically fantastic two years ago the market was still crazy the market will always be crazy there's always something going on so yeah. there's definitely going to be those that um you know start waving the white flag and say like oh no we can't we can't do loans in this market um there's been plenty of lenders that have have closed um but it's just because they weren't prepared for it um and got blindsided and, and scared the fact is rates have been here before right i don't want to be that person that says oh you know back in the you know 80s and 90s <laughs> right. or like no because it's not comparing apples to apples um are rates higher than they were earlier this year absolutely um well like a uh, couple things i can promise you is that uh, rates are high right now they might be there for a bit and they could even go a little bit higher they absolutely can other thing i can promise you is they'll also go down and then another thing is they'll go up again right that's how it works <laughs> it, it is a chart it bounces yeah. around so the great thing with mortgage is like if you're if you're paying attention to it um or have a, a trusted advisor that you can keep in contact with is you can have the best of both worlds people say you know is now a bad time to buy rates are so high we should wait until rates come down well houses might still be going higher um because there is such a huge demand so do you want a a better interest rate but on a more expensive house now it was kind of you just lost out lost out on that appreciation gain um so is it a bad time to buy? You know, our recommendation that we always talk about with the agents is, yeah, it's, it's the client's right time to buy when it's the right time to buy for them. That's it. If you find the house, you have a family situation that's not going to line up with the market all the time. That's fine. Right. But if you, you're also not, most of us, not buying a house to hope for some wicked appreciation gain over the next year. No, you're buying a house to live in, right? You're hoping to ha right. have your life in, to be there for the next 5, 10, 20 years. Um, so to be so worried about what's going to happen this year, what's happening this month, is really just not that significant in the grand scheme. Um, what I was saying is the great thing about mortgage is if you find that dream house, let's sit down and, and look at the side-by-side -side of rates. You always have options on ways to save money, ways to get a slightly lower rate. But when we know that the market's going to come down, which it will come down, then refinance and get that rate, Right. You're not right. stuck with what you got. A 30-year mortgage does not mean that you are stuck with that thing for, for 30 years. Um, you have to pay back the money, but there's so many different ways to do it. You can still refinance if, if the rates plummet next year. Congratulations. Let's get you that better rate. Save you money monthly or pay off your mortgage sooner. Um, tons of different options. So are there people that are concerned about it? Yes. Um, but... It's all, it's all about just being reactive and our more tenured realtors and, and more tenured uh, loan officers will be able to look and say like, yeah, it's just, it, it's just another day. Is this the best rates we've ever seen? No, it will come back down. We'll be fine. Does not mean it's a bad time to be looking to purchase or do anything. You just react to it. Um, 
and and the strong will survive always you know there's plenty of agents that we have that went through 2008 and we're fine everything's all right now this is not that and i'll preface that again you know that is def we are definitely not having that type of event again that was right uh blown out of uh it was it was a huge deal um but made so much worse by poor lending practices and batching loans together that were just you know bad for investment and so not to go down that route um <laughs> but rates will be will be tough for a bit they really will and we can still make have great transactions um frankly rates being high actually gives a lot of power back to buyers in terms of negotiating right we're going to see so many things come back that we haven't seen for the past couple of years actually being able to offer below list price like that's a thing not always that we recommend you know it's going to be talk to your realtor and figure out what's right for that house but you have more negotiating power again it's it's evening the playing field again whereas it was a seller's market for years and now it's like well everyone understands if the market slows down a little bit that's okay because nobody liked when it was chaotic either right nobody likes writing dozens of offers and never oh, getting man. them accepted like that's yeah. terrible would you rather have better rates but not be selling anything anyway because you can't um, yeah you, you know what i was thinking about was all those people over the last couple of years who in order to just get get the house they yeah they were writing all these all cash offers right like mm -hmm. No financing, all cash. And two thoughts. One, where do people get that kind of cash? Real. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> um, and then, and, and can I have some? Um, and then also, like, I really hope that after they bought the house, then they, then they refinance it, if you will. They, they then yeah. got a mortgage. Like, I really hope they did because with the lowest interest rates we've seen in a generation, that's like free money. Yeah. Use somebody else's money. Right? No, absolutely. Uh, so I really hope they did that uh, because uh, that would be that'd be great to lock into that and then free up your capital again and buy something else. Right. Um, but um, next week, I want to talk to you about a program that we just shared with our agents. Uh, not really a program as much as just like a a thought process. Sure. Um, and uh, and you shared it with our agents. We do a biweekly. Um, call with all of our agents. And uh, I actually counted this this last uh, one that you were just on, Brian. We had 76 agents on that call. Nice. Um, I was scrolling through. I was like, why does the number seem low? And then I, I noticed a lot of them were in conference rooms uh, with a group of other uh, agents at their offices. Uh, so then I was, you know, counting those too. So 76 agents were on that call, uh, which is phenomenal. But Really, it's because I talk to them every week, and then the day they hear that you're going to be there, <laughs> right? Everyone shows up. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get some answers on what's going on here, because yeah, yikes. it puts me uh, in the hot seat. Because like I, again, it's tough to explain. We can explain it, obviously. If we don't be uh, if we go in way too long for this podcast, but um, yeah, yeah, rates rates are a challenge right now. Um, yeah. One last thing I wanted to note on here is just that you know, in terms of crazy rates, more than ever, just. Uh, my recommendation to realtors, my recommendation to, to consumers is truly understand what rate shopping means. I talked about this earlier. Yeah. That doesn't mean just go to, you know, bank A, bank B, and bank C and see what they're offering. Um, understand what is actually on that loan estimate. Loan estimates are a great document that have not been around that long. Just came out in 2015, the loan estimate as it sits today. And it's fantastic. You should be able to sit side by side. They're identical in format, so it's easy to see who's charging you what, right? What's the better deal? Except 
Lenders and banks are very, very good at just moving numbers from one spot to another because they know your eyes are going to go straight to what is my interest rate, right? And right. not pay attention to everything else over here, how they make money. So I had a conversation. I had a conversation I have like every week. Um, happened again this morning with an agent. Um, and it's it's super fair. It's just they reach out and say, hey, um, I have some clients who are looking at this, uh, making an offer on this place. And they're currently working with uh, a retail lender. I won't say who. I'm like, okay, well, good news. I know that if, if you're asking working with us, we're significantly cheaper than that lender. Um, mm. And this, you know, so like, okay, great. So we're looking at doing this, that, this, you know, can you tell us a rate? And like, yeah, we're, we're looking at about, you know, t this morning's rate for a conventional, I hate to say this, this is going to be recorded, but um, was that like 7.3%, right? Rates are high right Oof. now. Wait, um, wait, wait. Yep. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> 7.3. I know. Okay. I know. Um, but again, that's the par rate. And I don't want to get too technical. Uh, par rate is what we kind of call the free rate. You're not paying anything for it. That's just the rate they'll give you. Um, so there's ways to, to play around with that. And the agent's response um, was like, oh, okay. Well, the other renter, uh, retail lender was about three quarters of a point lower. And that's a, that's a lot. I'm like, well, that is a lot. And that's not true, right? I, I don't even have their loan estimate. That's not true because we'll blow them out of the water every single day of the week. Um, yeah. And, and that's just brings back to the problem. It's like, let's look at this loan estimate. And, and we did. And we're like, okay, uh, realtor and client, if you look on page two in, in box A, the origination charges, do you see that rate they're offering you is uh, going to cost you two and a quarter points, which on this loan is $9,000? Uh, they weren't too happy, right? Um, they, they knew that there were fees and costs and everything, but it's just, it's so much going on. It's just so confusing. Like, and aside from that $9,000 charge, we've got doc prep fees, processing fees, underwriting fees, what we like to call mm -hmm. junk fees. Okay. They just, they're not really necessary. It's just ways to pad pockets. Um, so I was like, if, even though my rate looks higher, let's look at the APR. Okay. The APR is going to be the true cost of a loan. And oh, now we're winning again. Um, but the takeaway is again, rate shopping is difficult. Let's make sure you have somebody that you can trust. Uh, agents, please call me all the time with these because if it's a great deal, I'll tell you it's a great deal and move forward with it. Um, you're working with someone fantastic. It's a good deal for the client. Like let's, that's our first priority. It's like take care of the client. But if it's not, and in this case, it's definitely not, um, you know, if we were to charge that many points, well, then we'd be significantly lower than that three quarters of a point we were talking about. So it's just making sure, are we looking at apples to apples? Rate shopping, more important now than it ever has been because people are trying to make money somehow. And unfortunately, that means overcharging or not fully disclosing what's on that sheet all the time. They say they oh, put yeah. it on there. We've seen that, that so client, many times now. Yeah. 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 But the, yeah, that client, a lot of people don't even know it's an option, right? They say, hey, this rate's at whatever, 6.75. That's not terrible for where things are at today. I'm like, well, yeah, but you're paying $9,000 to get it. Um, yeah. Did you even know that was an option not to? Um, if you want to, that's great. <laughs> we can talk about that, but yeah. they don't even know it's an option. They just say that's just what loans cost. No, it's just not true. Yep. Yep. No, I love it. And and next week we'll talk about the uh, the temporary rate buy down that we uh, mm -hmm. shared with the agents. Um, but uh, I that's that's super good information. Obviously, Brian Atwood, mortgage broker from Atwood Mortgage, also Brian Atwood, realty brother from Mom. Um, yeah, sure. Yep. So, so good, uh, to, uh, to bring back the podcast and have you on and, uh, have a whole new set of, of, uh, fun conversations to have, but I'm going to make you, um, I think share some real estate horror stories next week too. 
Okay. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. All right. Uh, any final words? Uh, no, not really. That's uh, cool. It's, it's been a great week. It's so weird being on Friday. Um, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have a good night, another good week. And, uh, you know, let me know if I can help any questions. Otherwise, tune in for the pod. That's right. And you know what I always say is make it a great week. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers podcast. If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to the Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below, message us on your favorite social media platform, or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com.